I hope that you had a wonderful week last week. I hope that you were able to take time and, and get together with family and friends. And I, and I know that if you're like me, you find those moments to be very precious. You find those moments sometimes to be passing. But we're thankful for those moments. And as children of God, there is so much more for us to be thankful for than just turkey and football. Even though those are highlights, there is definitely a lot more to be thankful for than just that. But I think Thanksgiving does give us a, well, a wonderful opportunity, an opportunity probably unlike any other time of year, for us to become a little bit more mindful, a little more conscious of this thing that we call Thanksgiving. I think that this time of year helps to kind of refocus us and and maybe help us to, to turn a corner finally or once again to being the people that God has called us to be, uh, people who are truly thankful for all that, that God has done for us. As you see that very precious passage on the screen behind me, Psalm 118 and verse 1, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Now, why is it so important then that we are a people of thanks? What does it matter? What does it matter if we just want to take things for granted? What, is it, what does it matter if, if we just want to live a, a more pessimistic life? What does it matter if we want to live kind of like doom and gloom and, and not show any appreciation or, or any thanksgiving? What does it really matter? Well, for one thing, I think you'll find that if you'll live a life of thanksgiving, it will bless you. It will benefit your life in a lot more ways than maybe what you're conscious of. For one thing, if, if you're a thankful person, then it's going to increase the joy in your life. A lot of times we get confused in our mind and we begin to think that our joy is determined by our circumstances. In other words, the level of joy we have is dependent upon how well the things of our life are currently going. But joy is not determined by circumstances. Joy is a gift from God. Joy is is something that, well, it's about our attitude. Joy is about our perception. How do we view, how do we see the circumstances of our life? Again, are we able to look at even the the hardest moments? Are we able to see those those moments where, yes, it's easy to have joy when we're we're on the top of the mountain, but when we're in the, the valley, when we're in the bottom of the valley, do we have just as much joy? Because we can and we should. Because circumstance should not affect the level of our joy. That's why the Apostle Paul, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, was able to write, not from a really plush hotel, not from the family Thanksgiving dinner table. He was able to write from a prison cell, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. And why was he able to write that? Because his perception, his perspective was as it needed to be. And if we'll live a life of thanksgiving, we'll find that that level of joy in our own life will increase. We'll also find that it can help us attract the lost. People are attracted to people who are full of joy. People are attracted to people who are full of gratitude. People are attracted to people who who have a, a smile on their face, a sense of purpose in their life. Because people in the world, they don't always have that. 
But unfortunately, and I, I hope this isn't a testimony of anyone here, unfortunately, in this life, believers, Christians, children of God, y'all, they can be some of the most miserable, sour, unhappy, negative pessimistic, doom and gloom people that you have ever met. I mean, I know it's hard to imagine, but there are Christians in this world who never smile. There are Christians in this world, they look like they were baptized in vinegar instead of the blood of Jesus, okay? Like, you, you hear what I'm saying, right? Like, there are just some very unhappy Christians in this world. And I, and I hope that's not any of us. Because you see, that light that we have, that, that, the waters that are flowing from us that David reminded us of a moment ago, that gives life. That gives hope. That gives blessings. And that, that will attract people who are outside of Christ so much more than judgmental and doom and gloom and the earth's caving in and it's not going to get any worse than today. No. We can be an optimistic people. We can be a thankful people. We can be a joy-filled people. And that will attract those. That will actually attract those who are outside of Christ. Because you see, you have something that those outside of Christ, they don't have. You have hope. You have the blessed hope of eternal life that has been given to you. They don't have that in the world. But you do. And that gratitude, that thanksgiving to God, it certainly should be something that can attract others to us. First Peter 2 and verse 12 says, Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day He visits. So living a life of thanksgiving will actually help us attract people who don't know Jesus. Living a life of thanksgiving will also help our relationships. Listen, there's one thing I've noticed through the years about any and all families. You start to take one another for granted, don't you? A lot of times, and we don't mean to do this, we're human beings, but I would dare say all of us who have ever lost someone close to us, one of the things that many of us struggle with after we lose someone close to us is we regret time wasted. We, we look back and we think about times we wish we would have spent with our parents, with our grandparents, with whomever it was, and, and we go, oh man. I just I wish I'd have spent more time with them because I, I'd give anything to have some more time with them right now. And the reason we do that, the reason we take one another for granted is well, we just get so accustomed to one another being here. Well, you get so used to your family. You get so used to your spiritual family even that, that over time you just, well, you start to take one another for granted. It's not a conscious decision, hopefully, I guess it can be, but generally I'd say it's not a conscious decision we make. We just kind of start getting in this bad habit of, of assuming that everybody's always going to be there. And they're not. And, and so how much more would your relationships improve if you took the time to just let one another know how much you appreciate 
How thankful you are. Listen, husbands, how many of us, how many of our marriages would improve if we showed up home one day with a, with a bouquet of flowers and a world full of thank yous? But not just like the generic man thank yous, you know, like, hey, thank you, appreciate you. I mean like very specific thank yous for all that our wives do. And wives, how much better do you think your marriage would be if you took the time to let your husband know how much you appreciate, oh, take it another level, how much you respect your husband for all that he does to provide for you and your family? How much do you think that your relationship would improve? Young people, man, I'm going to tell you something. Your relationship with your parents, it would skyrocket if you'd slow down long enough to tell them thank you. Thank you for everything they do for you. Thank you for everything they buy for you. Thank you for all the time they sacrifice for you. And that goes for all of us. We're all somebody's kids. We don't always slow down long enough to tell our parents, thank you. Sometimes until we ourselves become parents and we go, oh. (laughs) Even as members of the body of Christ. How much better would our relationships with one another be if we would take more time to simply say thank you and instead of spending an abundance of time just like nitpicking at one another's faults and shortcomings. Thank you. Thank you will go a long way and it will improve all of our relationships in this life. But the most important relationship it's going to improve is your relationship with God. This is the absolute greatest benefit to being a person who is thankful. It'll improve all your earthly relationships. There is no doubt about that. But even more important than that, it will improve your relationship with God. See, God has designed all of us, whether we realize it or not, there's this longing in us to to thank Him, to worship Him, to praise Him. And oftentimes, we don't really know what that, that is. And we don't see it for what it is. But But it is. It's this design in us to express our thanks. Listen, think about the times. Maybe it is when you're with your family, your physical family, and you're maybe you're sitting around the Thanksgiving table, and maybe all of you are, are taking turns talking about how thankful you are for all the blessings of God. And, and in those moments, man, those moments are so special, aren't they? And they help you as a family bond closer together, but you also walk away from those moments so mindful of how, God, how good God is. Because there was something in you that needed to give thanks to God. Because that's the way God designed you. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This is the will of God. This is His plan. This is what He has for you by design. That you be a person full of thanksgiving. That you be somebody who is thankful to God for all that He has done for you. And, and as you are, Christian, as you are, your relationship with God is going to grow. It's going to get stronger. Your faith is going to be rooted deeper. Your love for God is going to be more, more evident. Why? Because of how thankful you are. Okay. So we can see, hopefully, how being a thankful person is going to bless our life, benefit our life in a number of ways. But how then do we become this person of thanksgiving? Because again, so often by 
designed by experience, life, whatever the case may be, we so often are more a people who who want to fuss and whine and complain rather than just instinctively give thanks, right? Like, I mean, when we have two scenarios in front of us, we, we may have a, a sink full of dirty dishes. Do we what? We, we, we complain that the dirty dishes are there, or do we give thanks that there were people at our house that we love, that we were able to enjoy a meal with, that, that we had food enough for? Like, what is our perspective? And you see, so often, if we're honest, our perspective is not that of instinctively being a people of thanksgiving. We are more instinctively a people of griping and complaining and moaning and groaning and whining and all those things that we say the Israelites shouldn't have been, right? We're not much different. We really haven't grown much beyond that. So how do we do it? I mean, that's really the question, because I, I believe that you're here today. I believe that you're an individual who wants to be closer to God. You're somebody that wants to do the will of God, or you wouldn't be here. So how then do we kind of transition from being so pessimistic and full of complaints to actually being people who are thankful? Well, I think the first thing all of us need to do is we need to remember everything came from God. Everything. There is nothing that you or I have that's not from above. Nothing. But but we are in a very bad habit, myself included. We use personal pronouns, right? Look at my car. Look at my clothes. Look at my house. Come over and eat a meal with my family on my table that I'll provide for because of my job. See what we did there? It's the same thing Nebuchadnezzar did, by the way. <laughs> if you remember the story of Nebuchadnezzar, right? He, he stood out and he said, look at everything that I have done. And we may not be quite so boastful as Nebuchadnezzar, but we use the exact same wording more times than not. And, and while we know maybe intellectually that all things are from above, it hasn't really sunk into our heart yet so that it's coming forth from the lips. So, so that when we talk about the things that we have, we say, God bless me with this car. God bless me with this, this family. God bless me with this job. God bless me with everything that I have. All is from Him. Psalm 24 and verse 1 says, The earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world, and those who dwell in it. Everything that is on this earth, everything, every person, is God's. Everything. Stories told about a, uh, a gentleman who was very hungry, and he, he asked a baker for a free loaf of bread. He said, I, I don't have any money to pay you, but I'm starving. And, and, of course, the baker, out of the generosity and the kindness of his heart, he said, absolutely, man. Here, here's a loaf of bread. Don't, don't worry about paying me now or later. And, and the man said, thank you so much. Like, I can't thank you enough. For this bread. And the baker said, no, no, listen. Uh, don't thank me. <laughs> thank the miller. Because the miller's who I get all the, the wheat from to even make the bread. And so the man went out and he found the miller. And when he found the miller, he said, listen, I have this loaf of bread. I, I was starving until I got it. I just wanted to come thank you 
for making this bread possible. And the miller said, listen, I appreciate it, but don't thank me. Uh, you need to go thank the farmer because the farmer is the one who provided the wheat that I even used at the mill before we sent it to the baker. And so he said, okay, I'll go find the farmer. And he went and found the farmer. And he said, listen, I got this free loaf of bread and I, I wanted to come thank you for making the wheat available. And the farmer smiled. He said, I, I appreciate it, but you need to be thanking God because God gave me the rain and He gave me the sun and He gave me the soil and He gave me the, the energy to plant and to work that field so that that wheat would grow. So you see, everything we have, it goes back to God. Our thanks, our thanks always should go back to Him. James 1 and verse 17 says, Every good gift, every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Secondly, if we want to really be a thankful people, we've got to stop complaining. I know it goes against our nature. I wouldn't dare ask how many of us complained just trying to get ready and get here this morning, okay? Because I know the reality is, for all of us, we all struggle with complaining. But the, the expectation of God is that we won't. That we will be a people who do not complain that we'll stop it and i know as i say that it sounds very foreign coming out of my mouth and as i look at the expressions on your face you kind of look like did i just speak greek because like like some of your face was like "Mm, that's not making any sense to me at all it is it's a foreign concept to us to to think about going through life without complaining about anything go through the rest of the day without complaining about anything. Go through lunch at your favorite restaurant without complaining about anything. If I were to guess, the reason that it sounds so foreign to us right now is because we've probably all had an overstimulated few days of complaining. (laughs) Right? Like, I mean, there has probably been a lot in our minds and in our life that we've complained about. Maybe it's been about the weather not being what we wanted it to be. Maybe it's the traffic was a lot worse than we expected it to be. Maybe the turkey was too dry or the dressing was too soupy. Maybe it was those relatives that we really didn't want to come over to the house. But, you know, you got to invite everybody. Uh, maybe it was that Black Friday sale that just didn't live up to your expectation. You weren't able to get what you wanted to get. Maybe it was those Christmas decorations. You know, the ones where you just got such a hurry last year to put them up. You just put all the lights together in like one big bundle. And now you've had to like un- untangle all those things. And you've been complaining about that. Or, or, or maybe, shoo. Maybe it was those refs yesterday in that ball game, y'all. <laughs> See, like we've all had in our minds a lot to complain about just over the past few days. So the idea of being a people who don't complain seems very foreign to us. But just because it seems foreign to us doesn't mean that it's wrong. Just because it's hard, it doesn't mean that it's not God's expectation. Just because it seems like it goes completely against our nature, our human nature, and it does, doesn't mean that we shouldn't appeal to the Spirit to help us overcome. To overcome that which so easily entangles us. 
which very well just could be complaining about any and every little thing that comes along. Because we probably all do it much more than what we want to admit. The Word of God says, when I remember God, I moan. When I meditate, my spirit faints. One translation there in Psalm 77 verse 3, it reads, when I complained, my spirit was overwhelmed. So as I, as I was complaining, the, the spirit of God was, was actually overwhelmed. Now, okay. Here's a hard lesson. It's going to be really easy for our brains to understand it. It's a hard lesson to apply. Complaining and thanksgiving cannot come from the same heart. It's got to be one or the other. can't be both. You either have a heart that's full of complaining and negativity, or you have a heart that's optimistic, full of thanksgiving. can't be both. It's going to be one or the other. And so if we're going to be a people of praise, if we're going to be a people of thanksgiving, then in those moments when we are tempted to complain, push it out, man. Push it out and replace it with praise. Use that as a moment, as a conscious moment in your life and in mine to say, listen, before I gripe about this next thing, I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to push that out of my head and I'm going to thank God for something. Because there is always something to thank God for. There is always something to praise Him for. And it is not hard to find. It's just, we've just got so used to complaining about every little thing that bugs us. Almost as if we're entitled. It's our right to do so. Listen to the Word of God in Philippians 2. There beginning of verse 14. Do all things without grumbling or disputing that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked, twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. You want to be the light in this very dark world? Of course you do. You, you want to reflect the glory of the sun to the world around you? Of course you do. Do, do you want to be someone who is, who is seen by God as, as a child of His? Someone who is who is blameless, someone who's innocent, someone who's doing the right thing even in the midst of a very wrong world? Of course you do. Cool, how do we do it? Do all things without grumbling or disputing. That's how you do it. You want to be somebody that's really going to make a positive impact in this life? Live this life without complaining. And you will. You will. And notice he says all things. He doesn't just say the things that make you happy. He doesn't say the easy things. He doesn't say when the circumstances of life are good. He says do all things without grumbling or disputing. One last thing that's going to help us become truly thankful is when we begin to give thanks every day. 
in order to be a people who are truly a people of thanksgiving, we, we can't just be a people who get absorbed by holiday one day a year. Uh, we've got to become a people who mature and grow to the point that our thanksgiving is a part of who we are every single day. That we're a people who are giving thanks to God every day. That that becomes a, a part of our nature, a part of our personality. Oops, I think I hit the wrong button. There we go. Ephesians 5 says there, beginning of verse 19, addressing one another, psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing, making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord. You know, I, I read recently that if you have a Bible, a printed Bible, then you are so very blessed. Because still, to this day, close to a third of the world's population, they don't have access to one the way that you and I do. So if you have this today, you you have something to be very, very, very thankful for. You have the Word of God and you have the freedom to read it and study it and and dwell in it as God would want you to. But but I also read that if you're someone who's never experienced the the dangers of war or, or experienced torture or the pain of starvation, then, well, you're a lot better off than some 500 million people here on planet Earth. And if you have food in your refrigerator, if you have clothes on your back, if you have a roof over your head, and you have somewhere to sleep tonight, then you are more wealthy, you're more blessed than over 75% of this wonderful planet of ours. We are a people who have so much to be thankful for. The problem sometimes comes, we get so used to the blessings of God, just like a family member, we start to take Him for granted. And we start to take His blessings for granted. May we never do that. May we not be a people who are so quick to complain and, and gripe and whine, but, but rather may we be a people, His people, full of joy, full of optimism. A caring and loving people. A people with hope. A people who have the promise of eternity waiting for us. May we never be sour and bitter. May we be full of love and joy, compassion and kindness. We are a truly, truly blessed people, church. We have so much to be thankful for, not just today, but every day. With each new day, the mercies of the Lord are new. With each new day, the blessings of God, the goodness from above, is showered upon us. It's just sometimes we just get so used to it. We begin to neglect His goodness. We begin to forget how awesome He truly is. We begin to just look past the blessings of God. We should be the last to ever do that. Maybe this morning you're here 
Maybe there's something in your life that you would like to publicly thank God for. Or maybe there's something in your life that a circumstance right now that is, it is troubling. It, it is hurtful to you. And, and you would like for your church family to lift you before God in prayer. We'd be honored to do just that. We can help you in any way. Won't you come as we stand and sing for your encouragement?